Two Finger Guns Club presents 28 in 28 plus one. Today in 28 and 28, we join the lovely Crystal, chef and preserve maker extraordinaire, to not cook some things. See what we make instead. Howdy. Uh, today we are here with the lovely, lovely Crystal. Uh, how's it going, Crystal? Pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. Yeah. Um, why don't you, uh, I mean, you need no introduction, <laughs> but why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us your name? We'll start with your name. Okay. I'm. My name is Crystal Porcher. Mm-hmm. Where are you from, Crystal? Uh, I born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta. Full disclosure. <laughs> I'm from 40 minutes away from there. Yeah. yeah. But we didn't know each other. No, not at all. Till not that long ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and how did you come to be in Montreal? Um, I studied when I was doing um, my post-secondary. I was in a little bit. For, I was in Alberta for a little bit. And then I was in Nova Scotia for a little bit. And then... Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my degree after I had it. Um, so, but I like looking around at this country and, and cities to live in, big cities. Montreal is the only one I could afford. Consider, I mean, they seem like interesting places, Toronto and Vancouver, but as a single person with like not a real career trajectory, uh, the like financial burden of trying to survive in those cities without you know having nine roommates or nine jobs was mm-hmm. really not a big draw for me Fair yeah enough. it seems to be kind of like a common refrain of people that ended up in Montreal it was a hundred percent yeah I didn't even hear it. it's it's I mean yeah it's it's a wild place to navigate adulthood Mm-hmm. And to try and be an adult and have adult responsibilities, which are financial, like a mortgage or whatever, but to try and do it as a single person is just in life. It's like, uh, I'm, it's just an unreasonable expectation to have for yourself, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. I don't know what it was like 30 years ago, but yeah. I am certainly not the only person who no. is realizing this yeah. in my age bracket. So, yeah. That's, yeah, totally agree. So what is it that you do, Crystal? Well, at this point in my life, I started a small business making preserves. Um, Very important. What's the name of your... Oh, Balls Provisions. Uh-huh. For anyone who can't figure it out, why why is it called? Oh, well, I, my, I had a friend named Stephen um, who was a... Well, is, I imagine, still a gay man who loved balls and so he started calling me crystal balls and I really didn't know what I wanted to name whatever business I was going to start um but I just kind of got to a point in life where it was so painfully obvious that the food industry and the world is um, it's all built for the success of men more than it is for women so I was like sure I'll be a woman and call my business balls Maybe it'll open a door or two. <laughs> I will refrain from the balls jokes that I want to make. That's fine. Make them all. I've heard them all. Um, maybe not all of them, but if you can come up with one that I haven't heard, I would be thrilled. 
I will admit that there was a time when I legitimately thought that your last name was, was balls. balls. I know that you're also, not the only one. F- for clarity's sake, it's balls isn't spelled B A L L S. Correct. B A L S. Yes. Which is the. F- it is the f- is the French way of of pluralizing the French word for ball, which is bal, B-A-L. Mm-hmm. But also when I first went to um, like jokingly make it my name on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, they actually wouldn't allow me to spell B-A-L-L-S as part of my oh. name. It was blocked. I didn't know that. Yeah, so um, sucks to have that name yeah. and use Facebook, I guess. I don't, I mean, I, I understand like the slang meaning of the word obviously but um there are people that that's their I know I've had a te- I had a teacher Mr. Ball so I mean it's maybe it it's a plur- real thing maybe it was the plural it might have been the plural maybe but even still I can't I don't know it yeah. just seems like a really random and not necessarily like super obviously disgusting word to block Balls aren't disgusting. They're no, just, no, no. But I mean, of, I mean, it's it's not like a. It's not. I don't. I think there's a. There's obviously many, <laughs> many yeah, terms no. that are much more obviously. I don't know the right word, but not inflammatory, but questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Controversial. Or yeah, that ob- or... that very exactly very much more obviously have a vulgar meaning mm-hmm. that I would think they would block before that, but I don't know. What do I know? about that but the spelling was the thing where i was like maybe this is her name totally maybe this is yeah maybe that's what it is Uh, it is not but you are not the first person to think that so balls for vision Mm -hmm. it is pickles and preserves all kinds of preserves any basically anything i can preserve in jars for eating i will take a shot at anyways and what's your signature um it's called boostella it's my version of Nutella. I put a lot of wine in it, so it's not so geared towards children. Mm-hmm. But if kids want to eat it, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you kind of started talking about this, but how did you get into balls? Um, <laughs> thank you for putting it so aptly. <laughs> I was working as a as a as a baker and a pastry chef because after I finished post-secondary and had my degree and very quickly realized that I did not want to work in the field that I had educated myself in (laughs) that I and and I had had the experience of working many like odd and random jobs and didn't really like any of those that I like had a like a self-talk and was like well when did you have a job that you didn't Maybe not loved, but at least didn't like really dislike. Mm-hmm. And and I it was when I was still in school, I worked as a baker at a coffee shop. And I really like working with my hands in a way that I can see the product of my work at the end of the day as a physical object, which is great. Baking is great for that. And so I thought, you know, I was like, well, why don't you go back to that? at least for the time being and figure out until you figure out something better if you want to do something else so I started working at a restaurant here um, and I stayed there for five years uh, running their baking and pastry department and then uh, I eventually just got 
it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't the work itself that I didn't like. It's just I, there wasn't variety in the in the recipes. And so after five years of making the same things over and over, I think anyone would naturally want some kind of a different challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had started doing a little bit of preserving on the side while I had that job. Um, and then I went through my first like holiday season of sales with it. And I kept my job for the following year because I wasn't really sure how to navigate changing over because I had no capital to start a business with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took another year of working at the restaurant and doing my business part-time before I took the jump to be like, I am going to at least give this a shot. And I had, <laughs> I guess it's a goal, but like at the end of the year, the first year of doing my, of just working for my own business with my own business, that if I didn't reach like a debt milestone, <laughs> then I would keep going with it. Mm-hmm. If I could get through that first year without accumulating this particular number that that I could at least have the momentum of it not being a failure in my own mind because I think it's I mean starting a business with no capital is like I don't even I wouldn't recommend that to anyone but um, you figure it out as you go and for sure make a lot of mistakes or uninformed decisions and you just keep going and if the product is good, it will work out. <laughs> that's my, that's, I believe that. Um, and I would get positive response, which even if it wasn't at the time filling my bank account, it filled my spirit enough mm-hmm. to keep going with it. Yeah. And it has been a success. Yeah. I mean, I'm still doing it. It's been full time without a job now. It must be four years I don't know. I can't tell you exactly because I have a terrible memory. Um, but like, I'm going to say four years, give or take a year maybe. But yeah, it's not anyone who makes food, you know that you do it. If you're doing it for a living, you do it because you enjoy doing it and you mm-hmm. enjoy giving people an experience more than you enjoy getting rich because you won't. <laughs> like you just won't. And that's fine. And it's, it's physically taxing work, but it's rewarding in ways that aren't financial. So if you can live with knowing that, it's a, it can be a really enjoyable thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there is something nice too. I've, I mean, I've seen this in the, the past couple of years that I've known you, that there's a, I mean, I know that your um, pre-holiday and holiday season are crazy. Yes. But there is a nice, like, ebb and flow, it looks like, where there's some really intense periods and then there's, like, a little bit. For sure. And I, and I, th- I think that, I mean, obviously that has to do with, like, retail patterns and, you know, mm-hmm. people are buying a ton of stuff before Christmas for gifts and whatever. But it's also because of where we live yes. that, you know, we're now end of January and there's not a lot where we can't grow anything. So there's, there's no... There's, I'm shocked. There's yeah. nothing growing. Well, in Quebec, in Montreal. I mean, it's just there's not, so I don't have a lot of work right now. I don't have a lot of production work. I can work on other things that will pay off later, mm-hmm. um, but it's not a, a a particularly productive time. But I also know that like the latter six months of the year, 
I work every day. I don't really, I mean, I, it's a really like, a, a concerned effort to have a day off mm-hmm. because there's always something to do mm-hmm. work-wise, which is great, but also I need this downtime to kind of be a real person again because that six months is working at a pace that's just long-term unsustainable. Mm-hmm. If if we lived somewhere where we could grow things year-round, I would not be able to do that season. Like, I would not be able to keep that pace up year-round anyways because it's just not healthy. Your business model probably would have shifted too. Like the, For the sure. If you had access to fresh produce. For sure. Yeah. And it's not that we don't have access to fresh stuff. I just, I mean, when you can make preserves with what's in season at the right time it's just that much better of a product that it doesn't take someone to be interested in food to notice it just is really that that vast of a difference so obviously there's certain things that we don't ever grow here because of the climate like citrus which is coming into season now so i get to work with that you know for the next month which is awesome Um, but it's not like it's not a main part of my business because I want to support local producers to keep doing what they're doing because there are some things that we grow here that are exceptional and interesting and not super well known that I would like to highlight. Can you give us an example? I ha- I work with a, um, a, a, well I call them a berry farm but they also produce honey and other types of fruit. Um, but it's, I think it's a much smaller scale production. They're called uh, Les Champs Frites. And they're, the, pro- the products are amazing. I get black raspberries. You can get four different kinds of currants. They have two different kinds of sour cherries, multiple kinds of plums, pears. And, the, and the, the, what's brought to the market with them is not a huge quantity, but they're very understanding to... You know, I always ask for what they can spare Mm -hmm. because I still want them to have enough products to serve the general public. Mm -hmm. And I obviously I do order more than the average household uh, for a production, but I don't want to take all of it, you know, and then but I think it's also part of preserving is that then you get to enjoy those flavors year round, Mm -hmm. which is a which is really nice come January and we're all just like squashed and potatoed out a little bit at this point. Um, So you still get to have those flavors of summer year round, which is a nice part of the experience that I can provide people through the products. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, tell us a little bit about the stuff that you do make. What, what are the recipes? How do you come up with them? Are they the same every year? Do you change them? Uh, there's like a core group of things that are always the same that are more the wholesale things that I can make. But I'm also, I also know that there's things that like pickles, cucumber pickles, I really only make in the summer because that's when the cucumbers are their best Mm -hmm. and you can buy imported cucumbers but they're not of the quality that we have here so i make as many as i can while they're available Um, and then when they're sold they're sold and i won't make them again until the following season that they're ready Um, so yeah i love to pickle i love eating pickles also Um, but it's and again pickles are great yeah (laughs) They're juicy and crunchy and delicious. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, they're my grandma's recipe. 
And if and you ever go to a market where Crystal is selling, you can get them on sticks? Yeah, as long as I have them available in that format, mm -hmm. which I made a lot more this year, so I should not sell out of those, I hope. But you also get to try them that way instead of just guessing and hoping that mm -hmm. they're great. But I would not sell them if they were not great. So if it's on the table and available to buy, it's good. <laughs> I mean, I love, I also love making jams because um, I love fruit. It's like one of the things I miss the most about winter is our selection of fruits that we have access to at the grocery store or whatever are pretty minimal. Um, so that's also a big part of what I do, which are always good gifts that I think people really go for. And other than that, I mean, I have some recipes that are from my family or from like family friends. And aside from those, a lot of recipes come from me tasting something or eating something at a restaurant or whatever and being like this is interesting or this is good but it could be better if or I would like it more if and then I kind of follow whatever that leads me to yeah so some things are invented some things are based on things that already exist and some things are have been made a specific way for like a very long time so I, d I can't say it's like a specific inspiration for the whole body of products, but um, yeah, I, I, I think that would be hard to develop a product line based on any one of those things, like to just choose one out of, yeah. yeah. You have to use all sources of inspiration. Yeah. So you really get to follow your creativity and, and yeah. see where it takes you. I mean, that's the fun part of the job too, is coming from a creative background that um, that I get to still exercise that part of my brain in a very, very different medium than mm -hmm. what I was trained in. So, yeah. And speaking of creativity, mm -hmm. we, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously you can tell Crystal is a cook, a chef, <laughs> a maker of food. Yes. But that's not what this episode is about. This episode is not about cooking with Crystal. This episode is about making other stuff with Crystal. <laughs> so on the talk of, of creativity, we're going to switch over, get a little creative. Cool. Um, do you want to tell us the little bit that you know that we're making today? I knew that I needed a box. <laughs> and there's a thing, there's a bunch of stuff on the table right now Do you that want to tell us what what's some of the stuff on the table uh there's an egg carton some googly eyes which i'm always partial to pipe cleaners um some valentiney hearty farty things a bag of paint construction paper and then here's where i don't know what's happening <laughs> is there's like a bag of Birds, bird seed? Yeah. Is it bird seed? Okay. Yeah. I was like, maybe it's quinoa. Maybe I need my glasses. Um, it's, it was labeled as um, song bird seed. Oh, so if the birds don't sing, they can't. Oh, yeah. that's specific. Very specific. All right. Mm -hmm. You think it was just a translation mistake or it they're just like straight been. up birds that don't sing, don't <laughs> eat this? It might have been, yeah. Huh, all right. Uh, anyways, so there's a bag of that and a container of gelatin 
So I was figuring we would decorate the box with things, the, the like crafty things, but I have not yet figured out how the gelatin and the bird siege, and also you had asked for corn syrup. I, I don't know how, and I don't, uh, knowing that corn syrup is often used in like uh, for fake blood, like on TV shows and stuff. That was kind of where my brain was going. I don't, I, yeah. So basically I don't know how the food products are going to fit into this is where I'm not questioning, but just like a little, like a little confused, but also curious. Sure. Yeah. And for the record, I, I do, I do know what we're making. I'm, uh, we're, I'll, I'll be leading Crystal in the making. Is it, um, is it, is it, like, I, I mean, I'm, when I see googly eyes, then I always think a robot, mm. like some kind of a robot toy, but I don't, again, birdseed, not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's find out. Okay. Is it, is it, but it's not all for one thing. No. Yeah, okay. There, there were six ideas. <laughs> we're gonna do five of them because I forgot to buy fruit roll-ups. Okay. Um, for now, uh, we'll just get into the making. Cool. So the recipe is uh, a, do you have flour, right? Yeah. Okay. Three quarters of a cup of flour, half cup of water. Um, Four cups of birdseed. That's a lot. I feel like we can have this. Why don't we see how much birdseed this is and then we'll. It's like three cups. Okay. But that's a lot of bird feeder. Mm -hmm. Feeders. We can, we can, they're all yours. Um, they just said, mix all the con- the ingredients in a bowl. Oh. Well, I guess you're not eating it, so it doesn't have, it won't need to be like a specific texture. Yeah. 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 Okay. But also, I just don't, um, I'm not a fan of the gelatinous things in my mouth. Fair enough. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, 
paper cutout. Mine are all not like that at all. Oh, those, those look good though. <laughs> well, now I don't know what to say. Just call, I could take it. Just tell, just say my heart's ugly. I feel like I've completely forgotten what a heart is supposed to look like because it's not accurate. What I was thinking of is that if you do this the right way, I don't understand how it's going to be glasses though. Because oh, so we glue them together. Yeah. And cut a hole in it. Yeah. And then it's going to have this. What? What is it? What? <laughs> Where is it going to have that? It has the lenses. It is supposed to be thick, so. That smells like glue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do you use a brush with it? Yes. Okay. Well, maybe it just needs a little mix. There's... Is there a special that's, brush? That's a brush, I think. It's the right one? Um, is there another thick one like that? There's a bigger, thicker one. Can I see the bigger, thicker one? someone in particular you wanted to send that message to? Oh, 
How nice. is that? There we go. Number four. So you can take your love monster box to the mail or the post office. Send it to your mom. Uh, I mean, she'll be thrilled. And then she'll be like, how drunk were you when you made all this crap for me? <laughs> and you can tell her that you weren't actually that drunk. Well, I, I didn't start out. Who yeah. knows how the night's gonna end? I mean, I know. <laughs> fax me. Do you remember the hearts, the candy hearts that yeah. said fax me? Yeah. I was like, that's not gonna age well. There's no. literally like a fax. Do you know what they say now? DM me. Really? Yeah. I always thought it was like email. No, now it's like DM. I mean, but whoever sent a sexy fax or like- I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? You can't flirt by a fax, can you? I'm sure someone out there did. I'm sure I mean, in the history of the world, someone out there sent a sexy sax, oh, sexy sax, a sexy- Sexy sax? A, a sexy fax? Uh, fax. I mean, it's a strange thought. Cause you know how it always like, like shifts the text and stretches it out. That like even if you sent like a hot photo, it would be all disproportionate, and you'd have like long boobs or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like a fax machine is like my my dad still has one. I'm like nobody uses this. Who are you contacting with your? You know, it's one of Some, those printers that's like a scanner printer. Yeah, fax machine. Yeah. And I'm like, why is this even still a thing? Like, isn't it like I don't even? Is the lawyers use it? Who uses this? The government. Yeah, but they, they, they fax stuff. They still accept, like, forms and stuff when you fax them. But why would you not just email it? Because some people, because you might still have to scan it and, like, if you're, like, signing something, so then you could just fax it. No, but you can just email a photo. I don't understand. Like, it really, I, it, there is no argument for faxes that I cannot find an easier way than buying a fax machine and having this giant clonky thing in your house. But if you already like, had it and you are comfortable with how to do that, you just like print off the thing, you fill it out, and then you put it in the thing and it sends and you don't have to worry about it. Whereas if you like take a picture, then you have to like take a picture and send an email, blah, blah, blah. The fax is just like. I get what you're saying, but I'm not gonna buy one stupid. No, but I'm not I'm not making the argument for you to buy a fax machine. No, well, we I'm just... be friends. If you were telling me to buy a fax machine, it's a friendship over. Sorry, I guess that's like, buy, buy a four track. No, why? <laughs> Why? I mean, not this. <laughs> also, you know also I mean? this, this is all great. I'm just realizing we should like push it towards. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, but, but, why don't, why don't you get a car with a record player in it? Like, what the fuck? Like, well, why, a that why? never existed. There well, was... it shouldn't, because it's fucking to fucking skip all the time. It's yeah. a terrible but idea. But like, also, there's a difference between saying like, I don't understand why people use fax machines when like that was very common versus uh, <laughs> don't tell me to buy a car with a record player. Because I don't think that I know ever what existed. you're saying, but I, but it, it's like these forms of technology that are so close together in time. These, my messages are really all over the place. Love you. Bite me. How's dad? Text me. You stink. Fax me. <laughs> you did a fax me. I did a fax me. That's fantastic. Um, don't fax me though. Crystal's on the record saying. Don't. I don't have a fax machine because I would never own anything so big and stupid. <laughs> it's just, no. 
We could do a whole podcast about my internal fax machines. I have a lot of content. You, you have a lot of feelings. <laughs> it just is, it's just one of those things that like, like I said, like laser discs. And I'm like, this is just gonna obviously be replaced by something very quickly that is so much better. Yes. Like it's so obvious that this is not the best way to go about this. Yes. That I'm amazed anyone bought these. Oh. Giant record sized laser discs. I mean, the name is cool. I like lasers. It had that. The fax. Just the say fax. facsimile. I know what you're talking about. Just say the word. What are you, lazy? How about just scared, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do a bunch that are just like emotions, question mark. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, also, can you do one that's like, uh, I'm gonna let you do the- It's really hard to write that small though. I like, know. okay, I'm just, you saw how small you had, I had to yeah. write to have it But I, you've got it down, so I'm gonna let you do that. Um, I think you should do, uh, like, scared, question mark, happy, question mark. But also, you should do one that's like, you up. Oh <laughs> god. You'll see how small they are, and it, <laughs> it'll and, make sense. Yeah. Okay, what else? What other fortunes? Come on, give me your fortune. I am making bugs. I know, but your your brain is capable of multitasking um, very clearly. Okay, the fortunes. Yeah. Um, uh, do, just do some nonsense ones, like actual fortune cookies. Like, the sun may shine on the other side of the mountain. No, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's the point. <laughs> Um, no, but these are funny. They're witty and practical. Have that second glass of wine. Sure. Or third. Just put like rosé all day. No. Nope. Yeah. She'll get it. Um, Who says that though? Has anyone ever actually said that? Um, I, there for sure are people that do. I'm sure it's been on a shirt. Yeah. But to actually say that to someone? Yeah, that's a lot. Also, do you like rosé? Uh, I don't mind good rosé. Like, like I, I actually don't mind. Like, I've had rosé that is good. Okay. But I don't, but like it was like an actual, like, someone suggested it or like I tried it at like a winery and then I bought a bottle, like, you know, like yeah. it wasn't like a, I'm gonna buy myself a rosé. No, I don't, you're not that person. But also like, if I'm going to the SAQ, I don't think I've ever bought rosé, ever. I feel like I have in the summer once. Cause I, I was like, it's warm, I want something cold. And yeah. I like went to, cause in my SAQ, there's like a white wine section. That's chilled, that's yeah. Chilled, but the rosé is also there. Yeah. So I feel like, I, I feel like once. Yeah. Like one time I for sure have bought rosé. Maybe I haven't. Maybe I've just been with someone that has. I just find them very sweet. Yeah. And that's why I don't drink them. Cause I'm... Okay, fortunes.
The one who smelt it dealt it. That's a good one. My mom, okay, you know how my mom's my mom's nickname, aka what everyone in her family calls her is Tootsie, mm -hmm. because she fucking is the gassiest woman alive. Like for real, no one says Tootsie, even though it comes from tooting. Yeah. Because also when I was a child, my parents told me that the word fart was a swear. Oh yeah. So do you know what word we used? What word did you use? Bum burp. <laughs> That's terrible. It's fucking amazing is what it is. But also terrible. Oh, it's it's horrific. You can't go to school and tell be like, you bum burped and be cool. No. It is the least cool word. Why is fart a swear? I don't know. I don't know. They, my parents, I don't know if it came from a joke or, but they were like serious. Like we could not say fart in the house. Maybe it was just your mom had some baggage. I mean, if it's she, entirely possible that- that much. I can't tell you why. They they really thought it was like a- A swear word? Well, not a, I don't think they thought it was like a swear word. That's they what they told they us. They just didn't want you guys saying it. Yeah, but- That's really funny. Is the common word for a thing that everyone will understand what you mean worse than a word that no one has ever heard before? And, and clearly brings a lot of unwanted attention to you to have to explain that your bum burped. Like one of your fortune needs to include bum burping. Mm -hmm. You bum burped. Just do he, uh, he who bum burped. I can't fit it, it's too long I tried. He who bum burped. You bum burped. All right, Crystal, come to the end. Of the, of the making night. <laughs> Tell us what you made. I made, um, well, we together made a bunch of inedible candy hearts with sassy sayings. Um, I Wait, pause. For the record, they're glass stones. They're not like inedible because we fucked up the recipe. No, there was no recipe. It's just you can't eat glass or Mod Podge. Or you shouldn't anyways. You probably can, but don't. Um, I wrote my mom some really bad fortunes, like that would go in cookies, but we didn't make cookies. And and what else did we do? Oh, you painted a box that we didn't finish. <laughs> we'll, we will finish. What will the box be? A monster head to put things, the other things in, and then give to my mom. And let's be honest, she's just going to be really confused by all of this she's not even gonna get that it's valentine's related oh you did spend some time making those glasses i forgot about all about those that are mm, semi-functional yeah we'll leave it at that what kind of, what kind of glasses heart-shaped taped together glasses nearsighted farsighted i don't know the prescription but Oh, bird feeder, um, CD cookie things. I didn't know the names of anything we made. I'm just telling you what I think they are. And other than that, <laughs> other than that we made a lot of a big mess. But well, what else did we make here? Or what else are we in the process of making? Oh, love bugs. <laughs> Which doesn't mean anything to anyone if you can't see them. So you better put a photo or something. Okay. We'll put some, we'll put some photos. Yeah.
They're pretty cute, though. They have really sleepy, skeptical-looking googly eyes. I'm pretty into it. Is, is that everything? <laughs> That's everything. Uh, how do you feel uh, not cooking? A little bit drunk. And, like, generally satisfied. Like, a general sense of satisfaction. Yeah. All right. Do you have any uh, wishes for everyone on Valentine's Day? No. All right. On that, we'll say goodbye. Bye. Executive production by Alex Lucier Craig, Alexa Jordans, and Tina Lullum. Technical direction by Tina Lullum. Creative direction by Alexa Jordans. This episode hosted and produced by Alexa Jordans with special guest Crystal Porcher. Special thanks to Dora Stanzu for show coordination and other behind-the-scenes magic. Theme song by Louis Nagy. Stick around for the rest of the month. We have 29 episodes in total, and we're so excited to show you what we've been working on. If you like what you heard, you can follow us on social media, Two Finger Guns Club on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we're very excited to announce we have a Patreon. You can find us over at patreon.com slash TFGC. Like one of the episodes you heard on 28 and 28? Let us know on Patreon. When you become a member, you get the chance to vote for your favorite episode that we will be making into a full season. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Crafting with balls.